get ready for another episode of the VoiceOver Gurus Podcast. Real talk about the voiceover industry. Welcome back to the VoiceOver Gurus Podcast. I'm Linda Bruno. We have an interesting situation today because I was lucky enough to be on another podcast. Another VO podcast is the official title, yes. Um, and it, it was cool because it wasn't just being with one other person. Uh, I actually had uh, four gentlemen <laughs> that were also in the the chat room. And um, yeah, I decided that it would be fun to have you guys on the show, and I really appreciate it. So we're going to go around the room here, the little virtual room, and I want you to state your name, state your name and your location. I'm looking here, Brady Bunch Box. I'm going to, Troy, why don't you start? <laughs> hey, I'm Troy Holden. I'm uh, near Nashville, Tennessee, and I've been doing this about three and a half years. Excellent. Jacob Sanders. Yeah, hey, no, I am I am Jacob Sanders. Uh, if you see me out in the VO world, it is Jake. But, I mean, I, when I introduce myself, it's it's Jacob. But um, uh, Same guy. <laughs> I've been in voiceover for about, uh, this is, I guess I'm in starting my fifth year right now. And then uh, I'm in Weatherford, Texas. Texas, love it. All right, Alden Schoenberg. Alden Schoenberg, yes. And I go by Alden. Schoenberg. If I'm okay. out in the VO world, I'm, <laughs> I'm just, not yeah, like, On our podcast, we call him Alden, but that's yeah, okay. yeah. I get everything. Oh, really? We do not. Troy True. does. But that's his accent. <laughs> Top professionals know it's pronounced Alden. Just, just Alden. So that Troy... <laughs> I got lucky there. Yeah, yeah. it's great. No, it's great. great. I started doing voiceover in the summer of 2019, so just around four and a half years. Okay. Yeah. That. So you've been in it qu quite yeah. a bit. Excellent. And last but not least, Charles Coates. Hi, my name is Charles Coates. Um, AKA Charles the Voice. Uh, I am in Dallas, Texas, only about 20 minutes away from Jacob. And you are in Fort Worth, Texas. What did I say, Dallas? Yeah. Um, so you said Dallas. I used to live in Dallas. My bad. <laughs> Sorry for the Fort Worth people. I do claim you. Sorry for the Dallas people. Um, Hi, I'm Charles, and I have long COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You need a sign on the inside of your Hi, my name. I'm actually based Coates. out of your Mars. name and where yeah. you're from. My name is Charles Coates, and I have short-term memory loss. All right. Uh, and I've been doing voiceover for about three and a half years also. I am a COVID story. So, yep. Corporate, a COVID yeah, corporate story. world co from corporate world world to voiceover because of covid yep. awesome well not awesome but awesome in a lot of ways yeah okay <laughs> well thank All you right, Linda. <laughs> <laughs> so i got the years troy did you tell us how long you've been doing this about three and a half about the same as charles we we mm -hmm. kind of started up together and became friends pretty quick early on so yep Okay, and then Alden is a little longer mm -hmm, than that because mm -hmm. you said four. Yeah, and remind me long. again, Jacob, what was yours? Well, no, because Alden, if you started in, in the back half of uh, like in the back half of 2019, you're in your fifth year because if you got if you think about it, like all of 2020, all of 21, yeah. 22, four and a so, half. Uh, well, okay, so that's what I'm. I mean, like I literally like I was auditioning before COVID <laughs> happened, and I booked my first job literally yeah. six days before the U.S. went on lockdown. Oh, really? Okay. Wow. Yeah. So I'm not a COVID story, but like COVID definitely helped my first year be fairly successful for, you know, just getting into the yeah. gig. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, great. Okay. So we know now how long you've all been at it. So is anybody full time without another job? Yeah, I think all of all us. Of us. All of us. All of us. You are. all yeah. are. All right. Yeah. Very nice. Excellent. Okay. So let's start with Troy. So far, what has surprised you about this business? Ooh, that's a good question. I think probably the amount of non-VO work you have to do. 
um, ah. a ton of it. I mean, you better be a marketing person. You better be a social media person, a website person. You better know how to keep your accounting, your bookkeeping, and your customer service better be second to none. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Very, very good. Very good. Jacob? Uh, kind of. Yeah, I just kind of want to echo that. I mean, like the fact that it is a business. Uh, it's not just uh, talking into a mic like a lot of people think. Um, I'm just I'm trying to think if there's anything separate than that. Um, yeah, if you can't. Yeah, if anybody has anything else that they think is different <clears throat> that has shocked them, let me know. Yeah, you know? no, I, it's really just that it's not it's not just it's not about having a great voice that was always surprising you know because i mean mm. I, growing up and stuff like that i'd always mess around with my voice and i can do things with my voice that aren't you know how i'm talking to you now but a lot of times a lot of things i audition for are how i'm talking to you now just conversational yeah. mm-hmm. you know so kind of realizing that was like oh okay that is a little different but other than that yeah i pretty much what troy said it is a business Cool. I think for me, there's a couple things. Uh, one is kind of stems off of Jacob, what he said. Being yourself is the hardest thing to overcome in this, I found. Mm. Like just, you know, when they're like, oh, just be yourself. That You need to put yourself into it. They, they want your voice. And it's so hard to, there's like this mind shift. There's like this ridge you got to go over to understand, be like, okay, that's that's what they want when they mean me it's just me but it's this Mm -hmm. brain block that that keeps you from being yourself and that was Mm -hmm. a a big thing for me and also when i started not having coaching thinking i was good enough without having any coaching um Mm. because everybody said i got a great voice and you and i can and i know myself and i could talk to anybody (laughs) anywhere in an elevator (laughs) and wherever um but not having that coaching uh, early on like i feel like i've missed out i could be even further ahead than i am now if I had gotten the right coaching uh, mm-hmm. from the very beginning, I think. You know. Interesting. I Interesting. do agree with that. I'm going to give a different answer, though. What One thing that surprised me was the landscape of voiceover talent and how friendly and well-received it is in the community. Mm-hmm. I mm. did not see that coming. I thought this was going to be me in my booth and, yeah. and me cracking out all the work. And, and, it's, and it's, not it is anybody. a terrific community. Yeah. And, yeah. and I was happy mm-hmm. not to know anybody for a year and a half. And, <laughs> right. yeah. and, and then very happy when I uh, found some people and started to make community. Yeah. It's nice to get that support and also to feel like you're not alone yeah. in this journey. But I think because this business is so hard. Yeah. You know, everybody kind of bonds because we're all in the trenches. We're all, you know, trying to fight the war mm-hmm. to get, you know, the big, the big win. That's I awesome. Have one, I have um, one okay. more surprise, yeah. that, something that surprised me. Oh, um, do it tell. It is when you, when I first started, I needed this validity in myself that, hey, if I don't, if I don't show up, like, if people don't think of me as somebody, then I'm nobody. In this business and like you would see you would see superstars in the you know quote-unquote superstars in our voiceover industry and then you get you finally meet them and it's like wow they've mm-hmm. they've got they put their pants on one leg at a time just like I do and they have sure. they're, they're they got pipes busted in their house and they're mm-hmm. trying to figure out stuff mm-hmm. and and it's just like whoa and it just humanizes the whole industry for me because it's like okay these everybody's just people and they all have lives yeah. and they're all struggling well, they're, in this thing to to make it 
there's a part of voiceover that um, now these days, because everybody's going to conferences and they have a lot of, um, you know, social media presence, that there is still, you know, uh, a group, a large group of people that are making a lot of money and you don't even know who they are. Um, because they're doing, they have their regular clients or they're a voice of something and they're just not into the spotlight. They're not into social media. They're not into sharing. So it's not just what we see. Mm -hmm. There are so many other people that are also working and doing quite well, um, that aren't as, you know, present Mm -hmm. uh, in some of the communities. But that's kind of cool too, because you think about it, you're like, oh, wow, I don't need to be chatting with a million people if i just get my head down and really start to make some good connections and impress the right producers mm-hmm. i can make a sweet little career for myself and you know so mm-hmm. just an, an interesting aspect okay so what are you most most proud of so far since you've all been doing this for a few years booking wise what's your your little pride so far the best client that you can be like oh my god i can't believe i booked that oh man um i think at least recently for me i booked um, a radio commercial for del taco and they're in they're Ooh. in 17 different states, um, and so like, and it's one of those ones where it's like I'm playing one of two guys, um, and I'm interacting with a voice that obviously when we recorded it he wasn't there, but it, when I got to hear the whole thing, it sounds like we're hanging out, and you know, or whatever, and that's cool. Yeah, and so I mean, it wasn't anything like fantastic as far as like you know, it wasn't uplifting, inspiring. I just got to play. In fact, the the lady I was working with at, at the production house, she's just like, you know, we'd be happy to have you back as a dude again some other time, you know, like if it came up. Nice. So it's fun to play a dude, you know, uh, there's that, <laughs> there's that one. And then and my actual, dude. my first year of, um, voiceover, I booked, um, it was a multi-regional, I guess, so a national spot. It was in four different States, but I guess they've called it a national spot for, um, uh, a bank in New Jersey, New York, Alabama, and Florida called Valley bank. And it was like, just thanking everybody for sticking with them during COVID and, and whatnot. And so I got to do that. Like that was my first, like, let little work, big paycheck job. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Oh, love yeah, it. Yeah. So it. It was fun. Yeah, for love sure. It. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had a couple uh, things that were odd. Um, the, the smallest <laughs> word, the smallest <laughs> amount of words for the most amount of money was for Yellowwood in Alabama. There, uh, they do treated lumber, and and it was it played everywhere. It was radio. But the the one that got me the most visibility was the uh, ESPN spot, but but it was quick, and it was right mm-hmm. after the Super Bowl. They played it, you know, like at the post game of the Super Bowl on ESPN, and I'm doing the big announcer voice, you know, not even That's doing cool. the conversational. And I had more people texting me or messaging me on Facebook, like, was that you on ESPN? Yeah, that <laughs> mm-hmm. really was me, and that was really neat. But the uh, the most surprising thing I booked was uh, a Pfizer disclaimer. That just I just thought I'd, I'll never book anything like that with with a Southern mm, accent. Not uh-huh. with that attitude. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, and but yeah, that was really cool. And and not the best paying job. It was a SAG after job. It, it was a regional radio, not the best paying, of course. But it was nice to throw that logo on the website. So seriously, I know that um, you know you talk about how you were doing the announcer voice. I mean, the first national that I booked, I was an, a telephone operator. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it doesn't even matter yeah. what yeah. the role is. Mm-hmm. At least you're in it yep. and you're going to get paid right. for That's it. Right. You know? That's right. right. Yeah. I want to yeah. be in it and yeah. paid for it. <laughs> awesome. Who else? Uh, I've got a couple brands that I'm pretty proud to have gotten. And, and they're really from direct clients that I've gone out and found. I, I was booked last year to do a couple Bosch, uh, um, 
uh, e-learning for some of the new tools that they were coming out with. That was a lot mm-hmm. of fun to do, and I love having their logo and, and being associated with that brand. And then just recently in December, I did a uh, short media, uh, like a social media thing for John Deere, and that yeah. was cool. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, just took very, my very brand nice. right away. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we thought Charles had it in the bag. Beats blue jeans every day. <laughs> awesome. Charles, do you um, want to share? I would say the... the uh, the the proudest one for me um, is a big one is Valvoline, which their commercial spot's going to come out next month. Um, mm. So I can't even share the video, but they let me it's, have it so I can share it in February when it comes great. out. Nice. It's great. You nailed yeah, it. He it's, can't it's share spot. it, Alden, so oh, you haven't yeah, seen yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, yeah, sure, yeah. I'm sure you did great, Charles. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, did the, I did the Apple friendship. TV Plus trailer for... Uh, the Velveteen Rabbit. Yeah, that one that was played. Cool. Oh wow! Yeah, so that was pretty awesome. But almost and wouldn't know great. it was him. Yeah, you because are, it's my it's British really. Yeah, and he didn't he, audition for it. Yeah, they he, finally. Can direct, you believe so. this? He he was acting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he was wow. acting. That's what was. <laughs> yeah. Did they come to your website? Yeah, yeah. that's how they got me. That's awesome. And then yeah, I didn't even tell the guys this. Uh, of course, here it comes. Yeah, Friday I booked a spot for Bosch and Lom. For the Olympics, oh, oh Olympic yeah, no, wow. that. oh, okay. yeah. Well, we, yeah. we you and I were in the car a long time. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Let's not go Congratulations. there. Congratulations! <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations! That's awesome. Now, have any of you had one where you like? I ask. I like to ask newer talent this. Has there been a point so far where you go, "Oh wow, I've made it," or? Oh. Oh wow! I can do this for a living. I can do this. That confidence moment, that aha moment. I, okay, I, I'm I, one of the. I feel like I can. I can compete, and I hear other people sometimes. I think I know I can do that. I know I can, but mm-hmm. I do not feel like I'm there. I think I'm. I think that somewhere maybe around year <laughs> five, maybe there's a there's a thing a switch that goes off around year five that says, okay, you can do this. You need to venture into this. You know, you have made it. And I think that's true with any business. They say few, three to five years is the make or break point for almost any small business. And we're we're a small business, and we have to get out there and compete and right. i think that's where i'm at i'm like i have the confidence to go for things but i don't have the confidence that i can can get certain things so yeah I, it's okay still a little tougher yeah i was gonna say mm-hmm. yeah like i don't think i necessarily have made it yet and that's just based on the fact i mean like i've yet to hear myself out in the wild and i've yet to have anybody like say hey it did you know i've had people ask if i did this such and such spot but I didn't do it. It wasn't me, you know, like I, mm-hmm. like a, our friend Jenna says, that, she's like, I'm pretty sure you have a voiceover doppelganger out there. And um, she sent me a spot. Or, oh, I hate hearing I that. I know, that, that's what I said. I said, I was like, well, that doesn't like, That well person's working except for yeah. me. I know. And I mean, like, I and know. here's the thing. I was like, I, I, I've, 2020 was a great year for me. I was, especially because I did have a job at the time, like a, a full-time job. And, and so booking that, all that stuff was like really cool, but I was only on one platform and I, did, I wasn't doing direct marketing. I didn't even think. I kicked myself because I'm like, man, if I would have just done direct marketing when I had all this downtime at my other job <laughs> doing COVID, like where would I be right now? Like, would I be like doing, would I right. feel like I made it or whatever? But, you know, booking that Del Taco spot or that, that Valley Bank spot, and I've done other stuff in between in the same realm, but <clears throat> those things definitely give me confidence, but I don't necessarily consider myself that I've made 
made it yet. But if you ask my mm-hmm. friends who know me and I, that I do voiceover, they're like, oh, yeah, you've told, you must have made it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it, yeah. it's all perspective. Yeah. You know, right. But from my <laughs> perspective, I don't feel that way. From others, they might feel different. Yeah. From newer voice talent listening to this and going like, well, I haven't done that. They might think, well, yeah, you have made it. Be happy. I mean, like, I'm mm-hmm. happy. I'm thankful. But I don't know if I've made it for my, in my opinion. And I don't think that you should consider that period of time during COVID, you know, that you had the the opportunity to reach out because the, the world was crazy. Right. And so many companies, especially advertising agencies, marketing, people were losing their jobs, you know, so Maybe that's, yeah, that's a good point. don't beat yourself up. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. There were opportunities kind of shifted there right. um, and things. Ha- I'm a big believer that things happen for a reason. So I think totally two cool. things for me to know that I've made it, which I have not yet. I which is crazy. He's about to, though. Just watch. <laughs> He's on the brink. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Is tolls are very expensive in Texas. So my <laughs> we, my wife and I have a joke. They're like, so when do we know that we've made it? And it's like, when we just drive right onto the toll without looking at the price of the toll. <laughs> because it's a fluctuating toll. And sometimes it could be like $20 a segment. And in so that case, I like, have made it. I never look. <laughs> I, see it, I, see it on my, I see it on my credit card bill. That's yeah, called I'm avoidance, like, Jack. Yeah, yeah. It's called avoidance. And I'm like, we look and we're like, yeah, nope, not today. You know, so when we could just drive on the tolls everywhere we want to, we know we've made it. And when I could, when we can comfortably go for like a two-week vacation or at least a week and a half vacation twice a year, that's mm. that, then we know like, okay, we, without taking a travel rig without doing all, you know, taking all the stuff to, oh, if there's somebody that needs me, you know, that kind of thing. Because uh, somebody told me a couple weeks ago, they were like, you know, the, the, the base word of vacation is vacate, to vacate. Mm-hmm. And if you're going on a vacation, like when can you, you've been on vacations, but some really just, wow, they just stick in your mind. And I guarantee mm-hmm. most there probably wasn't maybe much work or any work involved. You just enjoyed, you vacated, your mind vacated out of the voiceover, your body vacated out of your booth and studio, and you just enjoyed your vacation with your family and friends and, and the things around you. And that's yeah. where mm-hmm. I want to be. And then I'll know I've made it when I could do that. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, well, bad news. Um, so even me doing it for this many years, when I go away, I am still uh, paranoid sure. um, I, that I'm yeah. losing something, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, you get it ingrained in you that you, I, oh, you know, what? I don't know when my next paycheck is coming. I don't have a yeah. paycheck. Holy yeah. shit. I got to, yeah. you know, pay for it. So you wind up like wanting to relax. At least this has been my experience. Um, and then, but it's always like in the back of your mind. And I'm like, do I need to? The only time I think I really fully unplugged is was getting married, you know, last mm-hmm. year. Because I said, screw it. I'm going to take this time and I'm getting married, right. you know, mm-hmm. get over no, it. Very well with But otherwise, right. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But otherwise, I'm pretty paranoid. I hear you. Um, and that's what yeah. I think about this business. The whole made it thing. I don't think I've ever thought, oh, yeah, I made it. Um, I've just... It keeps us so humble (laughs) because we go through those periods, Mm -hmm. you know, so you, you know, you enjoy those, those wins and really enjoy Mm -hmm. them. Yeah. But what about you, Alden? Do you have anything that's said to you? Oh, my gosh. Well, and it's more of a question of do you feel like you can do this for a living? That's the better question. I I, rephrasing it to say I'm hey, I'm a voice actor. I I think Mm -hmm. that moment when I had my first live directed session. That was a big deal. It was um, okay. it was somebody I'd reached out to in my marketing, and within three or four months, well, a short three or four months, they're yeah. wanting work, right? Because <laughs> um, that's how much you have to invest or more. 
Anyway, it was for uh, National Farmers Union, and the guy loved my voice for that project, and it was on the big assembly. It was their vo video that they were watching on the main screen and the whole collective, oh, cool. and then also did a 30-second wow. radio ad for the same uh, promotion. And, you know, the director was great and made me feel like I was right on the money, like I was giving him exactly what I yeah. wanted. I'm like, I'm a voice actor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. It's yeah. legit. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's a totally legitimate thing, though. I mean, also, if you're getting paid, you're a voice yeah, actor. Right. I know. Oh, I know. yeah. You know? I, mean, <laughs> going, I definitely feel like I can do this. It's just like, can yeah. I compete in those yeah. higher levels? Will I ever book one of those? Like, my goal right. is to book a national commercial, something that, like, I could accident, I can hear while I'm, after I turn the TV on to go cook or something like that, and all of a sudden I'm sure. stopped because, like, oh, that's the spot. You know that's what I mean? That's me. Because yeah. there's so many things I audition for that I hear, like, I'll be sitting there on the couch with my girlfriend and be like, audition for that. I audition yeah. for that. I know. Yeah. I know. I audition for that. Yeah. No, but yeah. then when you hear something once and you're like, okay, I remember that. And then you're like, that, really? That's what that's, that's, that's the direction. What? <laughs> like, what? And here's the thing. They yeah. probably didn't audition like that. And that's what you kind of come to find out is that like right. they, their audition probably sounded nothing like that. But what it was is they get in the, they get in the session, they get the, yeah. the director, they get the producers, they get, maybe even get someone with, you know, from the client on there who wants something. Oh, Cause ultimately, you know, that's what the client wants. Right. And then and they, all of a sudden it's just, it turns out being what exactly what they tell you. It's not going to be, it's not going to be announcery. It's not going to be this. And then you listen to it and it ends up being like that. So. And then they end up using country. your wild yeah. take or something. It's like, really? Come on. That's man. true. That can happen too. <laughs> I, I, think there's, I think the conversational announcer is the most popular read. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I really do because it's very, the you know, formulated announcer. and they're saying their words so perfectly. Yeah. It's conversational kind of, but I still hear it's announcer. Still, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. There narrator. has to be some got, yeah, little bit of sell. narrator or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. 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 A little sale. I will say that, um, it helps me to look at and appreciate the little things and the small victories along the way. And to do that, I have to look at myself through the eyes of my wife, who comes to me and mm. says to me often, I'm so proud of you. I, you're, you're doing a great job. You're so good. And I don't feel good because I know I'm not where I want to be with my business. Right. There's still things I want to achieve. I don't feel like I, even though I'm full-time, I feel like my full-time income isn't quite, you know, enough yet right. right but at the same time i can look back and and for a long span i have made money doing voiceover every week right mm. every week i've mm -hmm. made something that's a big deal these days too yeah it is i mean you look at the surveys that came have come out and i know there's a new one coming out and you look at the percentage of people who make zero and the percentage who are making less than 20 grand i mean it's it's the big. It's a big number out of the fourteen, yeah. fifteen people. It's mm -hmm. it's it's a lot. So, do you have benchmarks? Like, do you guys have and say, "This is what I made in January. This is what I made in February. I want to I want to make a thousand bucks more mm -hmm. in March." Mm -hmm. Do you guys monitor 100%. your success that way? I have not until this year, and a lot of that beforehand was because I just. I mean, like I always just knew when I was going to get ready for taxes, I could just go back and go and look at each platform and say, okay, I made this much here, this much there. But mm -hmm. I, I want to do it this year. And I have so far, I've kept up with, I mean, I, I started filling out a, a revenue tracker um, similar to the one Charles has. And then um, just kind of monitoring that, you know. Uh, so I am interested to see how that looks for me by the end of this year. But, but mm -hmm. before I really didn't care like month to month, I just wanted to book something. Like my goal is to book at least one thing a week. 
That's my goal. Have something okay. at least have at least one thing come in. And I, and I count even if I hear about it the week before, I don't like if someone's like, "Hey, I have a job that's coming up. Are you going to be available next week?" Yeah. I won't count it until it comes in, you know what I mean? Sure. So, Luckily, so far this year, I've been fairly consistent with that. Like something's come in every week, even if I did kind of know about it beforehand. I'm always happy to take anything I didn't see coming, you know, but who isn't? (laughs) Right, sure. But other than Mm -hmm. that, I mean, that's kind of how I looked at it beforehand. But yeah, I'm interested to see how my month to month goes this year. So, no. Okay. And year on year. Got to look at year Mm -hmm. on year. Oh, well, Mm -hmm. that's definitely true. I mean, like, but I feel like that's Mm -hmm. something I was doing for sure. Yeah. But mm-hmm. and you you go monthly. Uh, I mean, uh, I know Troy. I think you do, right? Don't you yeah, measure your months? I, I do. I look at the months and I compare. You know, last year to this year and whatever, and I set a goal to increase by ten to fifteen to twenty percent, depending on what it is. Last year, a lot of people said, "Don't expect an increase." You know, expect to try to stay level, and if you stay level, you're okay. But I had a twenty percent increase, so I was really happy with that. Nice. And um, I, I take a mission statement first. I write a personal mission statement for what I want to do for myself personally. You know, maybe I need to lose some weight, get more active, do this, take more vacations, whatever. Then I'll break that into uh, my business goals. And and then monthly, I've got to look at what I have to do to achieve my mission this month. You know, well, I got to go, Fabulous. I got to hit the treadmill three times a week. I got to do this. I got to do that. Mm-hmm. And I don't always make it. I'm hard on myself when I do that stuff. But, um, it helps me focus. And I like what Jake's saying, you know, I just want to book something, you know, I want to make sure I'm booking something. And my thing that I look at on my spreadsheet, I put, I track everything by when I'm paid. I don't look at when I'm booked or anything. So when I, when it comes in, I get paid, let's say, you know, that month I got paid and I'm just throwing a number out there. I got paid uh, $7,000. Okay. Well, that's great. I got paid $7,000 and next month I got to do this much to stay on track and I'll watch it that way. But what I'm looking for is I want to see that money go up and the number of entries come down. I want to be working better jobs, less time, more money. Mm -hmm. And that is the big goal in the mission statement, booking the better jobs. And that that's that's taken, definitely taken the three and a half years to get to that because you're doing Mm -hmm. the, YouTube narrations, and I tell people all the time, they, they say, how many of those did you do? And, and I say, I can pull it up and count the files again, but it's over 4,000. Oh, my God, Troy. Yeah, yeah. So over 4,000. Holy but, crap. But what I learned from that, and <laughs> but what I learned from that was is the, the editing, the learning to read ahead. Yeah. You got your process I, down. You know, I really got yeah. a lot of processes You're a machine. Down, but I gave all that crap up like two years ago when the timing was right, but that, that paid for me to learn how to do this the right way. Sure. And that's what I did sure. it for. I, you know, did that stuff quote unquote unanimously, you know, nobody's going to go mm-hmm. listen to that crap. They're not even going to find it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Your teeth on it. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, you know, I got paid to practice and it, I, it yeah. also funded me to be able to come to the guru's workouts. To, to be able right. to get there you, you guys to coach me, to do other coaching, mm-hmm. to get a better setup, you know, and, and mm-hmm. it all paid off. Can you still do that now? I don't know. I, don't, I think it's mm-hmm. changed. I think it's hard yeah. to get that. I, I think AI is getting a ton of that work now. Mm-hmm. That bottom stuff. I mean, yeah, I was really. listening to another pod today and they were, they said the same thing and JMC said it before too. It's just like AI probably will scoop out that bottom, that bottom, mm-hmm. that bottom mm-hmm. feeder area. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's kind of, <clears throat> I don't know how to like say that. I mean, I don't want to sound like, I mean, I don't, I'm not, I'm not happy about taking jobs away from people, but at the same time, it's kind of like, well, good. You know what I mean? Like it kind of takes people out of the market that, you know, 
Yeah. We're just oversaturation to an extent, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I'm interested to see how that all plays out. But all I know for myself is that I want to always be able to compete. So I want to keep getting better and I want to do better. It's just having the means to invest in the right places and making the right investment choices to do so, to like to get better, yeah. you know. So that's that's what's, well that's what's hard for me. I think like to touch well on the AI thing, I think a positive thing is someone, I can't remember who said it, um, but they were like, think about it. Pepsi, let's say, right? They have a creative director. They have a director of marketing. They have, you know, they have writers. They have all these people that they're paying lots of money, smart people to make these great campaigns. I don't care how great the AI is. They're not going to use it. They're going to, they're going to direct, they're going to get somebody on the phone. They're going to listen to auditions. They're going to say, this is the sound that we want. And they're going to get in and they're going to want that opportunity to direct you, to change something, to tweak something. Mm -hmm. Well, now, you know, kind of make it feel like this or kind of do it like this. And there's nothing that can even come close. And even if it did, they're not going to pay a hundred bucks for an AI to, to, to work this, to work with this pretty much multi-million dollar team. You know what I mean? The mul- the millions and millions of dollars that go into these campaigns, mm-hmm. they would no way would they take the chance on right. that. But I remember yeah. when I was working with HSN, this was the time of Fiverr being introduced. And so we didn't have the AI, but it was people on Fiverr. And I asked the producer, I said, you know, would you use Fiverr? You know, and he said, for a scratch track, sure. He goes, it's an easy thing for me to use. He goes, but I couldn't go to my boss and say, the voice of the network is someone I got on Fiverr. Mm. And he was like, that's my reputation. I would never do something like that. And then I was like, you know, okay. (laughs) But it's just true. Too much goes into it um, to be, you know, it just wouldn't happen. So I'm in total agreement with you on that, Charles. Mm -hmm. So that's a good thing. Right. That, that's that's yeah, helpful. Oh, totally. That will, yeah. it should be. Those will stay. Now we just got to get to that point where we're, we're booking all the, uh, you know. Well, maybe not booking stuff. all of it, but at least being able to compete. Because, I mean, like, look, there's so much. Oh, no, I'm right. talking about there. booking. We need I know you book. are talking about yeah. We need to book yeah. that stuff. But the thing is, like, you can't have the expectation that you're going to get to a point where you're just booking everything. You can book a lot of things, but there's just so much out there. Like, not any one person can book every gig out there, right? I mean, like, no. but you want to be able to compete. There are trends, too. Yeah. There, there are trends. trends. Yeah. There are vocal yeah. trends. And you may be hot for several years. And yeah. then suddenly it's like, you know, like we're going to move on into another trend. Mm-hmm. So you just, you want to go for the long right. run. You want to have a career for 20, 30 years, right. you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, if you don't book as much one year from another year, that's that's totally that's normal. Yeah. That's normal. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't always. I think it's fantastic to have those goals. I love how planned and organized you are, Troy. That's fantastic because I'm a big believer in that, too. You need to visualize it. You need to, to decide what it is you want. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to go as so far as to say I want to make X amount of dollars each month. And then I would break it down by hour as to how much I would need to make each hour to get to my goal. So I'd say today I need to make a thousand bucks and I'm not working Saturday and Sunday. So I want to make 20,000 this month. So I would set the intention whether it happened or not, it's a different story. Hundred percent. But putting it out there is huge. You know, making that decision. I think a lot of this too, in this business is, you know, having the right opportunities. And uh, one person had told me, it's, it's, if you tie it into baseball, you want to be in the on-deck circle and get a chance to get in the batter's box, have your mm. shot at that job or that that script right. or that audition. <laughs> and you have to somehow position yourself out of the dugout into the on-deck circle into the batter's box. So you've got to take those steps. And I feel like all of us 
are kind of transitioning into the batter's box where we've been in the on deck circle. We've seen, we got a little taste of some good stuff, Uh you know, but we all need that coastal agent or we need a, you know, we've got some regional agents and maybe we're seeing a few of those things, but we're not seeing the big stuff, you know, and Mm -hmm. and I talked to somebody yesterday, they were so busy because they're working on so much Super Bowl stuff right now. And I'm like, cool send me some of those (laughs) but but you know i couldn't do that but i think that's it we're trying to get in a position to where you can book that big thing and it carries you Mm -hmm. for a little while until you get that next big thing and all these little things we're doing you may keep doing them in the background for week to week stuff but you're hoping to start nailing a few of those bigger ones right that's where i feel like we all are all four of us we're just so close Mm mm-hmm but you know, you got to get that break. You got to get that right agent. You got to get that right everything. We had so much to talk about that we wound up going long. So we have split this into two episodes. I love when that happens. Join us next week for part two of Four Perspectives from the Bio Trenches. I'm Linda Bruno, and this is the Voiceover Gurus Podcast. Thanks for listening to the VoiceOver Gurus Podcast. Real talk about the voiceover industry. Learn more about us and get coaching at voiceover.guru.